Hello, friends. Welcome back. Hi, Lou. How are we doing today? Good. Excited about our second program <laughs> on this series of ancient stories, which we're going to be talking about Scandinavia. And you'll never believe this. Once upon a time, people moved from India to Scandinavia. So before I get to that, let me tell you that when I visited Scandinavia, it was one of the most beautiful hmm. places on earth that you could see. Have you ever been, Lou? I've never been to Scandinavia, no, but I'd love to go. The place, both Scandinavia, friends, consists of Sweden, Norway, and Denmark for most practical purposes. I don't know why Finland is not part of it, but Scandinavia, those are the three countries. It is absolutely gorgeous. Sweden, for instance, um, has thousands of coastal islands and lakes, inland lakes, and, and Norway has uh, the same deep fjords, all of these places. Deep fjords, there's high mountains, and between them, the water is absolutely crystal clear and blue and very, very nice and deep, very deep. This is part of the Arctic Ocean as it goes up. Perfect place for a navy to hide its ships. Mm. Sweden, the old and original name was Sverge, S-W-E-R-G-E. If you go on the internet and you look up Sweden's original name, and I think they still call it Sverge on its official website. The British name for Sweden, anglicized, was Sweden. The same with Norway, the original name. And you see this if you go to the ship's if you go to any docks or ports where large Norwegian ships come in with the thing, they see N-O-R-G-E written on it, Norge. Hmm. Now, these are Sanskrit words, as is Skanda and Navia. So you think to yourself, what are these sweet Sanskrit names doing naming Scandinavian countries? Swarga means heaven. Mm -hmm. And Norga means hell in Sanskrit. And Skand was the name of the warrior god in India. And Navia is a Sanskrit word for navy. And this war, god war, war of God, uh, Kartikeya. Kartikeya, his main, he was a naval god. So his war was always by the navy. So Skand was actually Ganesh's younger brother. Now, you see behind me um, a statue of Ganesh. Because it was Diwali, we have Ganesh up there. And so Ganesh, most of you have gone to any Hindu's homes or any Indian restaurant, you will see a statue of an elephant god right. with an elephant head and a human body. That is Ganesh. Ganesh is the son of uh, Shiva, Lord Shiva and uh, goddess Parvati. Shiva and Parvati have the son Ganesh, and his brother is Kartikeya. Kartikeya is the lord of war. So when they were young, Kartikeya said to uh, Ganesh, he says, I will race you around the world. <laughs> Ganesh said, you're on. And Kartikeya ran out, Skand ran out, and got his ships and sailed off westward. And when he sailed, he went around the world, came back, <clears throat> And Ganesh was still sitting there. <laughs> and he said, Kartikeya said, I won. I went around the world, came back. This is just a mythological story. Sure. 
And Ganesh said, no, I won. He says, how could you have won? You didn't even move from here. He says, I did move. I went around our parents, Shiva and Parvati, two or three times. To me, that's my world. And so I won. Now, this is a story meant to tell children in India how important your parents are. That right. to you, they are your whole world. But it also reflects the fact that Kartikeya or Skand, A, was the god of war, B, had a navy, three, had C, had the ability to go around the world. And you will see as I come to it that there was a clan, uh, a tribe known as the Daitya tribe. And the Daityas actually settled down in Germany, Denmark, around there. And Kartikeya went and put his ships in the Scandinavian fjords, essentially to act as protection for the Daitya clan, for the Daityas or the Deutsch. Hmm. So um, this is all new to you, and the names may be a little confusing. So, <coughs> sorry, let me back up a second. There are books, by the way, if you want to read on this. There's um, Edward Pocock, P-O-C-O-C-K-E. Edward Pocock has written a book called India in Greece. And Colonel Todd has written many books. Those describe everything I'm saying to you right now. But the, another big description is written by a person called Count Bjornsterner, B-J-O-R-N-S-T-E-R-N-A, Bjornsterner, from Sweden. Count Bjornsterner writes in his book called Theogony of the Hindus. You can look up the word theogony. It means background and, um, and uh, cultural uh, history of the Hindus. Theogony of the Hindus. And he says, being Swedish himself, says that the Hindus were the original settlers in Scandinavia. So Edward Pocock and Colonel Todd observed that both the warriors of the Scandinavian countries, who are known as the Vikings, and the Kshatriyas, warriors, who migrated to Europe are one and the same. Hmm. Their behavior, the valor, the techniques of war, their mythology, and their poetry quote, would alone suffice to suggest a common origin, close quote. And, quote, it is sufficient to observe that the European, the Scandinavian, and Indian Kshatriya or warrior are identical. So if you look at depictions of Kartikeya or Skand, you see that he looks like the original Viking. Long, matted hair, unclean, unshaven, warrior-like with covered with axes and maces and stuff like that. So that's the story of Kartikeya and the god of war. Mm -hmm. Because the Vikings or the, the Skunds were protectors of the Daitya. Now, there was a, as we said in the previous uh, episode, there was a sage called Kashyap. Kashyap was a very famous sage. That's where the term Kashmir comes from. Kash comes from the sage Kash, uh, Kashyap, and Mir means lake. The lake of Kashyap is called Kash, uh, Kashmir. His wife is Danu. Now, Danu, if you look on Gordon, no, Joff, Joffrey, Joffrey Gordon's um, books on Ireland called the Celts, Danu is the one that is most prominent. Now, each one of these sages established a different base in different places. So Danu, the wife of Kashyap, was the 
uh, goddess or the sage that the Irish people prayed to. Hmm. The river Danube is renamed after uh, Danu, the wife of Kashyap. And together, Kashyap and Danu had a tribe called the Daityas. Daityas were also known as the Danavas. Danavas. These Daityas, it was Daityasthan, which was Than means a place of like Rajasthan, Afghanistan, Pakistan. So Daityasthan was became Deutschestan. Deutschestan is Deutsche land Deutsche because land. the British put land there. So the Sumerians worshipped Anu. Anu is a common name you'll see among all of these things that the uh, different cultures over there worship. So Danu and there was another sage called Merk, M-E-R-K. Danu and Merk together founded the country Denmark. Hmm. So the Aryans were these pure people, as we said before, who lived very nobly. They, they were followers of Yah. So they were Aryans as a, having a clear path towards God or spirituality. And these Aryans then are mentioned in Count Bjornstern's book, which is um, India, the Theogony of the, Hindu, of the Hindus. Um, and then you should also look and at... Again, if someone just jumped in, we need to separate them from the Aryans of Hitler. This is a whole different concept and it has nothing to do with race. Yes, yes. Please say that again, Lou, so yeah. that they understand that. Yeah, we we are so locked into Aryans from the reference of Hitler in the context of the Nazis, but this is not what we're talking about here. It's a, uh, it's a class of people who had were higher spiritually. Yes, and I think there's no question that Hitler knew what the Aryans were in India and the Vedic culture, but he usurped it. He kidnapped it and made it his own and said, this is what the Aryans were. Anyway, yeah, that's, that's one of those trigger words that I just will probably mention it a couple of times throughout the episodes here when it comes up because it is a trigger word. So, you know, in this context, it's, it's got a completely different meaning. Right. So read Count Bjornsterner's book, which is Theogony of the Hindus. Read Pokoke's book called um, the uh, India and Greece and you read something which is available freely on the web. It's called Arya Tarangini, A-R-Y-A-T-A-R-A-N-G-I-N-I. If you go on to Google and you look under the government of India, it gives you various old books that it basically has online for free. These books give important and valuable facts regarding the origins of the Scandinavian countries from India. Now let's talk about religion. We'll talk about <clears throat> a few things before we stop today. One mm -hmm. is the religion. The people who went from India to Scandinavia carried with them the Vedic religion. Mm -hmm. There's, at that time, there was no other religion. There was no Christianity, no Islam, uh, no Judaism, and no Buddhism. Soon there thousands are, of years before Christ. Thousands of years before Christ, correct. Yeah. Now, when Gautam Buddha, who was a Hindu, born to a Hindu father, came to realize this and started studying about the Vedas, there were a few things that he did not believe in and did not agree with. So he formed his own religion called the Buddhists. Although he was a Hindu, although he was a follower of the Vedic Dharma, he formed his own offshoot called Buddhism. But the four sacred books were still the Vedas. The Buddhists followed the Vedic Aryans wherever they went. 
So the Buddhic, if the Vedic Aryans went with um, with uh, Skand to Scandinavia, the Buddhists followed them. This is a very important thing because you'll see this in Greece and you'll see this in other places and it's very interesting, but I will have to mention it again. So wherever they went, initially they were very peaceful and they didn't fight, but occasionally wars would break out between the Vedic people and the Buddhist people. So mm -hmm. when they went to Scandinavia, initially, this was pre-Christian Scandinavia. Initially, they were all followers of the Vedic, which are Hindu. Then they became Buddhist. Then they became Christian. So the main focus that you find now is that of Buddhism in Scandinavia. Mm -hmm. So what does Buddha mean? Buddha means, like we've said in the Gita uh, lectures, Lou, Buddha means intellect, intellect, intelligence. The enlightened one is Buddha. Buddha in India were referred to with fondness, perhaps, as Buddhan, with an A-N at the end, Buddhan. When Buddhan came to Scandinavia and Germany, the B was transformed to a W. So it became Woden. Instead mm. of Buddhan, it became Woden. Woden then became Odin. And Odin is the one that was worshipped. Either Woden or Odin is what's worshipped in Scandinavia and Germany. So in India, Wednesday is the day of Buddha. Sunday is the day of the sun. Monday is the day of the moon. Wednesday is the day of Buddha. So it's called Budwar. War means day of. Bud mm. means Bud, uh, Buddha. Budwar is Wednesday. So in Scandinavia, since it was Buddha's day, they called it Woden's day, which became Wednesday. Um, We've talked about this before, haven't we, Lou? In the yeah, we have talked about this, yes. Yes. So the Vedic followers used the sun to worship to. Buddhists actually did whatever they would, the Vedic people did, they wanted to do something different. So the Buddhist people followed the moon. So the sun worshippers were known as Suryavanshis, and the moon worshippers were known as Chandravanshis. The flags of the countries that were Vedic had the moon on it, sorry, the sun on it, on, and yep. the flags of the moon worshippers had a, a crescent moon on it. So the four Vedas, when it went to Scandinavia, re reflected itself as the two holy books of the Scandinavians, which were known as the Eddas, the Eddas. Elephants were very prominent in Indian subculture, as you know, with Ganesh with the elephant head. Yeah. So in early Scandinavian history, you will see a lot of elephants, hmm. even though there were never elephants and right. still are no elephants in Scandinavia, except maybe in a circus or a zoo. Um, there were no elephants, yet the culture was prominently showing elephants in it. So this was another carryover from the Vedas. Now, in Copenhagen, in Denmark, when I had gone there with my wife to visit, I went specifically to the museum to look for the Gundestrup cauldron. This is a huge cauldron. <coughs> Sorry. If you can look it up and on the internet, you'll see a huge big silver bowl, which is going back hundreds of years BCE. And would have found it was found in the field in Denmark. And this was a copy of something that came from Danu and Mark. And it basically shows different people in yogic poses. So 
how much time do we have? What time is it? You've got time. Go ahead. Okay. So in mythology, in mythology, the heroes of Scandinavian folklore and mythology have striking similarities to the heroes of the Vedic epics, such as the epics such as the Mahabharat or the Ramayana or the Bhagavatam or the Bhagavad Purana. It's too much for me to go into all of these. So if you're interested, look at the story of Siegfried. Siegfried in Norse literature is the same as Karna in the Mahabharata. Karna was born with a coat of bone, like a shell, like a, like a tortoise has, turtle. Mm -hmm. And so also was Siegfried in the Norse literature. So the Eddas of the Scandinavians basically have the same folklore that we have in the Mahabharata, Ramayana, or Bhagavatam. If you look at Thor or Ragnarok, Annihilation by Surat, Hell, and compare it to Bhagavatam, Write these numbers down. In the you can get this on the internet. Bhagavatam three dot eleven dot thirty, and it is you'll see that the stories are the same. They in in the Bhagavatam it says flames from the mouth of Lord Sankarshana is what destroyed him. If you type this into Google search as Bhagavatam three eleven thirty, you'll see it also in the Rig Veda in 567.2, and the same exact stories are repeated in Scandinavia. Now, Vedic mythology shows Indra as the lord of rain and thunder. If you see uh, Indra, he carries thunderbolts in his arm, and he shoots them down when he wants to, and makes it rain. He himself drinks a large copious amount of soma, Soma is the alcohol that gods drank at that time. He drank copus, and he happens to be the king of the gods mm -hmm. among all the Vedic gods. If you look at what's his name, the Norse god Donar, also known as Thor, is not surprisingly the thunder god of Scandinavia and is also wont to drink excessively. Drinks so a this lot is of beer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, whatever it was that yes. they drank at the time. So the last thing that I will mention is you the names. Wednesday and Woden Day, and Odin is Thor's father. And oh, is that right? I didn't know that. Yeah, Odin is yeah, Odin, Odin is the king and Thor's father in uh, that okay. mythology. So, so Buddha, according to the Buddhists, Buddha is the father of everybody that comes afterwards. So, if that that makes sense, what you're saying. Yep. So the names. In Scandinavia, typically ending in S-E-N, Peterson, Amundsen, Sorensen, uh, etc. In India, you have Ugrasen, Ugrasen, it's called S-E-N, Sen, Ugrasen, Badrasen, or just Sen. These are not atypical names in India. Um, if you look at the uh, Vedic and Puranic legends, they're the same in, in these Scandinavian countries and also German countries. Um, then there's a story called Hildebrand Lied or Hildebrand Lied, which is the oldest in Norse mythology. And it's from a ditto copy from Ramayana. Mm -hmm. um, what else did I want to mention to you? And that's, oh, when I was there in Scandinavia, we saw articles in the, sh in the newspapers about ships being pulled up from the Arctic Ocean. And these ships had Vedic symbols and Vedic images, including the swastika and elephants and so on. There's an author called Laura Elizabeth Poor, P-O-O-R, 
called the book is called Sanskrit and its kindred literatures a comparative mythology hmm. she says the vedic gods of old were stigmatized and misrepresented it as devils and demons by uh, 1030 ce so 1000 years after uh, christ was right. born thousand years later these same vedic gods became misrepresented as demons and devils so that they were removed from the uh, vedic folklore and that's when um, the culture of scandinavia moved away from vedic to uh, christianity right yeah they were working their side of the street <laughs> <laughs> that's a good way of putting it yeah. yeah all right so that's scandinavia friends and uh, I think, so this is fascinating. So these are uh, results. These are exodus from what we know now as India, coming through uh, the Middle East and, and Europe, Eastern Europe into the North. That's quite a migration right there. Yeah. And it happened over thousands of years. It didn't happen right away. Like, you know, there's no way to know exactly how that happened. I think the scholars basically say it happened before 3101 BCE. Some say before 3500, but nobody says for sure that it happened during this time to this time. I mean, these things happen gradually over hundreds or thousands of years. So you're right. Yes. Is there any indication why one was named heaven and one was named hell? <laughs> no, there's speculation. The different yeah. authors write that, yeah. um, number one, it meant that there was no sweat. In Sweden, comes from the word sweat. So there was no sweat in Sweden because the temperature was so beautiful. Sweden in the summer, if you've ever been there, looks gorgeous, absolutely gorgeous. And in, in winter, they had to name one place Sweden, one place heaven, one place hell, because in the summer, these places all look so gorgeous. And in the winter, it's dark for most of the time. The daylight is like for an hour or two hours. Yep. Um, and the rest of the time, it's like hell. For these people who came from India, where it's sunny most of the day, nice temperatures, you know, this this became like hell uh, during winter. I, I, I That's the only explanation that I found. This is what we're going to have to release as we go further into this series, because we're very familiar with the Vikings emigration from Scandinavia, and we understand the ties there. But we just assume there was a big civilization in Scandinavia before that that just came out of nowhere. And that that civilization came from another place as well, as as all civilizations did. This is kind of the theme of this podcast, right? Exploring those roots. Well, that's only one part of its friends uh, is the theme of exploring the roots. But next time, just as a sort of diversion from this, what I'd like to talk about, Lou, and you tell me if this is uh, OK or not. I want to talk about a story that fascinated me uh, when I heard of the British who had colonized India. There was a big story about a prince. Uh, tell me, friends, if you would like this by writing to me at arisearjuna at gmail.com. There was a prince, and he was known as the prince of a country called Bhaval, prince of Bhaval. He died, and when he died, he came back as the prince, and it's a long story, so I won't go into that now. And then he started to reclaim his kingdom because somebody else had taken it over. His actual, his physician had taken it over and said, I'm the king now. So he said, I'm the king, and he said, you died. We all saw you dead and being, you know, uh, we went to your funeral. Yeah. And the, he went to court 
The king went to court, Prince of Bowel went to court, and the British couldn't believe that somebody had come back to uh, life. So the British actually went through multiple judges. They kept sending teams of three judges, one after the next, from England to India to hear these stories that were unbelievable. That's a story that I'd like to tell next well, time. Sounds like fun. Sounds like a familiar story too, by the way. <laughs> yeah, is that right? Yeah. Are you well, sure? Yeah. You're uh, aware of this? Uh, no, uh, but uh, it sounds like the story of Christ in a, in a way. Yeah, maybe, yeah. yeah. Well, anyway, the, I didn't believe it. So I actually asked somebody to research it and get me newspaper clippings from Great Britain at the time. And there's no question. It was all over the headlines uh, uh, at this time. And there has been movies made about it and books written about it. So I thought this is since the title of our podcast is Ancient Stories, what better story to tell than this? Especially as we come up to a Halloween. Yeah. <laughs> After doing these. Yeah. So it'd be a great story to tell. Good. And we'll see you next time. Check us out on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, and uh, subscribe if you're listening to those podcasts and those outlets so you know when we drop a new one. And please write to me if you have any questions or comments. And the uh, email is arise arjuna with an A at the end of Arjun. Arise Arjuna at gmail.com. Thank right. you very much.